<laughs> Welcome to episode 146 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Hello, Miss Henny. How are you? <laughs> I'm really well. How are you? Uh, I, I'm I'm really well. Yeah. Exceptional. Yes, you got well some. You got some good news about the recovery of your I, foot and ankle. I did. I did. You know, I got to see the surgeon that actually performed the surgery because he had gone on holidays after mm-hmm. um, my surgery. And, uh, and and he's the guy that had to tell me how much, like, when I can start weight bearing and, and sort of give me the a more, you know, clear sort of vision of, of how the recovery um, is going to play out. So yeah. we went, went last night. And he um, looked at my foot. It looks great. There's still swelling. He said it's going to be like that for a few months. That's not unusual. Um, we asked him about the surgery. So he explained exactly what he had done. So because I know they put some sort of screws in. And so I was like, what? But they're not titanium. They're made of something else. They're a third of the size of the titanium, which is what they used uh. They have, they do use those still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But he said that they find that people end up still with a lot of pain after. um, That is what Brock had and Mm -hmm. then had removed because one of them broke. Yeah. Um, So anyways, I was very, very happy to know that that, um, that that, that I didn't have those. There were two ligaments that were so damaged they both have the same insertion point. Okay. So there was a smaller one. Um, anyways, he said, you know, now it's really just about um, getting the mobility back because it's super tight. So right. I hadn't moved my foot except for like flexing, um, you know, back and forth. Right. But, but now he said, no, 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 you need to start going like going around in circles, like moving it from side to side okay. to stretch it. So I'm like, okay. He said, do I have to sleep with this boot on? He said, no. They, I was like doing namastes to him. <laughs> Thank Phil you so is translating much. all of this stuff. You know, I'm like, yes. Um, you know, how long before you can weight bear? He said, you can wait, you can start weight bearing now. Crutches gone by 30 days. So I have like now six days left, I think, of crutches. Okay, okay. And then he said, usually between day 45 and day 60 is when the boot comes off. Okay, so you are getting close. Oh my goodness. That... I have an appointment to see him February 28th. So he he actually said to Phil that I have a high tolerance to pain. I didn't I haven't had really any pain. So right. um but he also said because you are um because you were so active and uh fit that mm-hmm. I'm having a, a fast recovery. So right, right. If that didn't if that wasn't like the icing on the cake of why <laughs> You know, those, why do we keep doing what we're doing? Yeah. Because of this. Very, very pleased. Truly because Emmeline's bridal shower is um, the Saturday of the March break. Yeah. And I really wanted to go. But I also, you know, said to her and Brock the other day, like, if I still have crutches, I, I'm not sure how I can manage yeah. getting yeah. there. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. getting into an airport when no one can come in and then getting my luggage, you know? Yeah. So. But you no, won't I be. I, I will be fine. Yeah. I mean, the physio doctor told me that I'll probably go on to like a different crutch and then a cane. And this guy said, no, you might, might use one crutch for a bit. 
Yeah. But the only problem right now I have that I need to take care of on the weekend is to the other foot to get a shoe that has a, a really high sole on it, you know, so there's all those yeah. funky running shoes and stuff like, you know, not really running shoes, but like a sneakery kind of looking thing. Yeah. You know, that a fashion, fashion-y kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I've got to go and get one that matches it. Otherwise, my hip is going to, and that uh, whole other side of my body is off, right? Of course, of course. Yeah. But if you've got a yeah. shoe that sits higher, then yes. your your body with the boot on one foot and the shoe on the other foot are yes. level. I get you. Correct. Yeah. So I know I, I've seen online, um, like in the, I was watching some YouTube videos that there is actually something that I'm sure in Canada and in the U S that you would have an option to get that actually yeah. goes onto your regular shoe. Pretty funky looking, but, um, right. but, it, but it actually lifts you up to match whatever, um, that is. So anyway, it makes me think, and I, Something tells me I've told this, like I've actually told this exact story on the podcast before, but maybe I haven't. But there is, like, I have this very clear memory of this old cartoon that we used to watch. And it must have been on a VHS tape that it was like a series of cartoons, like, um, that would have been Warner Brothers cartoons of some sort. And it was a series of shorts. And one of them is this, and it was, and there was a whole section where it was like, no, there was no talking. It was just the, the cartoons that you were watching and there was music that went with it, I'm sure. But I remember there was this one part that as a kid, I just thought was hysterical. And it was like this weird ostrich looking cartoon character. So he had long, narrow legs And Mm -hmm. he was walking, but he was walking like what with what looked like a huge limp because he was walking like one side was too tall and one side was too short kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But the reason he was walking like that was because he was walking one foot on the curb and one foot off the curb. (laughs) And so he's like walking along the road, but like it's not going well for him because he's teeter tottering back and forth because he's on the curb. But instead of just going onto the sidewalk, he like thinks about how he can solve the problem. And so he ties a knot in his own leg to make it (laughs) short so that he's got one long leg and one short leg and can like walk evenly along the curb. So that's what I am imagining with you and your one boot and one shoe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Just made me think of that. (laughs) Now I do have like a, like a sandal that has a higher, and it's and they're rubbery and easy to get on and off and it's like a full thing um that i it is pretty close but i can't like it's obviously i need to have something that's um i can wear with anything because you know there's the fashion end of it too i need to <laughs> make sure i'm not wearing like shorts and then like this high heel sandal i think you people know. would forgive you considering you've got a boot well, and also that I'm a foreigner, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there's that too. So yeah, anyways, I'm very, 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 very happy. And then this guy said, oh, you know, you'll be able to start like jogging in that, you know, in about three months. Like from the start, like so January, February, like in April. 
you know, but I, then someone else said, oh, it'll be eight months before you do that. And that, that's what we talked about last week was, mm-hmm. you know, getting back to, and you're like, you don't even know what I was doing before. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I was super happy because I have been sleeping with that massive boot on my foot for a long time. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm so glad that you can take the boot off to sleep. So, and so, you know, exactly last night I got into bed on my stomach because I sleep, I'm a stomach uh, sleeper. Uh, so I've been sleeping on my back. Yeah. Anyways, have it you, was glorious. So sidestep, have you always been a stomach sleeper? No, I think I've been a side sleeper. Like I always sleep on my side, but I, I've been a stomach sleeper for a long time. Okay. So I've did the opposite. I was a stomach sleeper. Okay. Like in, yeah, as a younger person, like in high school, in university, in my early, like in my early, mid, even late twenties, I think like stomach sleeper majorly. And now I'm almost exclusively a side sleeper. Huh. Huh. I don't know how that is. I don't know. I, there's nothing that I, I get into bed and then I wrap my arms around like underneath and around my pillow. Yeah. Oh, so glorious. I do know but, that feeling. <laughs> yeah. The, the downside is that because when I was, when I had the boot on, I actually managed to sleep with my feet up. Like I had two pillows and, and it did, you know, I was, I was able to stay there. And so in the morning, my foot like, there was there was very little swelling and today was not like that because right i had been all over but right um, and your foot wasn't oh elevated goodness. while you were sleeping Correct. but it, but it just having like going to see him gave me like a lot of he's like you're not going to break it nothing's going to break the only way that you could even damage he said is if you went and did something where you like really came down hard on it or you started to try and run or jumping or things. So then I said, if I ask him what I can do, what kind of exercise I can do. So then he starts like showing, I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to know, can I do squats? Can I do squats? <laughs> can, uh, I do a, can I do I a plank? Know, can I do a I'm plank? Not talk, I'm not talking about exercises for my ankle. I'm yes. talking exercise in general. <laughs> yeah. And he said, anything except you cannot jog and you cannot um, do anything that's jumping. Yeah. Bring it on. Bring it on. Awesome. So, even though I did, I did go to, I, yesterday was the first day with the trainer in three weeks and he did have all kinds of modified stuff for me. Good. Good. Yeah. Um, but it, but it was unpleasant because it was a lot of ab work and my, I've been three weeks and my abs, it was like, really the, you know, the upper, holy mama. I, I had a weight, Henny, and I was up and I had to do this, you know, like the back. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Like a Russian oh. twist. Yeah, didn't like it. No, didn't like it. No. Oh, no, I don't like that. But but I did it. So and today I feel sore. So yeah, which feels good. good. Yeah, feels very good. I can feel my. I'm like, oh yes, I can feel my. (laughs) I can feel I've been working my muscles. Oh, I love it. All right, Sandy, I've got two things to say about that we need to touch upon about previous podcast episode so okay first of all the podcast episode that came out two weeks ago so it came out at the end of jan the last january episode there is an issue with the episode where it cuts off like five minutes before the actual end of the episode and i wasn't aware of the issue until like a week later 
and I haven't had it, like I haven't gone back in to see what the problem is to fix it. So if people were listening at the end of January to our <laughs> podcast episode and we were in the middle of talking about like hostess chocolate cupcake treats and then <laughs> that podcast just chopped off, it's not just you. There's some sort of an issue with the, with the way that the podcast, like with, I mean, I, it, Clearly, it's a mistake that I've made that I didn't realize I made. And so I am going to go back in and see what the problem is and try and fix it. But I haven't done that yet. So apologies to all of you for that. Although I don't think you really missed much. <laughs> but but it feels unprofessional and icky. And, and so I don't like it. So I know that there are people out there are a lot of people like more people than I ever could have imagined that do actually listen to us on a weekly <laughs> basis. And so I feel really badly giving you something that is less than the best we could do. So, so my apologies and, and we're going to try, I, I'm going to try and get that sorted out for you. So that was one thing. Mm -hmm. The other thing is last week we asked people on Instagram stories, what vegetable they would grab first from the veggie tray I don't think we've had more responses to a question ever before than we did for this. People That's feel hilarious. very strongly about the vegetable of choice on a veggie tray. Okay. And what is also interesting is that people had varied responses. Like I was surprised at the number of different vegetable options that came up in the answers. Okay. So if you're thinking about a general veggie tray, typically it's got broccoli and cauliflower, cherry tomatoes, carrots, celery, cucumbers, peppers. Like if we're thinking of that kind of a veggie tray, what vegetable do you think most people go for first, according to our little Instagram story poll? Carrots. No, there were a few people okay. who answered carrots, but it wasn't the number one answer. Yeah, I also thought that carrots were going to be the number one answer, and they weren't. Were they peppers? No. Okay, well, just put me out of my misery. What was it? Who picked peppers? No one who answered our really. Who answered our question box said peppers. No one said cherry tomatoes. No one said cherry tomatoes, even though that would be one of the first things that I would grab. No, most people said cucumber. Okay, interesting. You know, cucumber makes sense to me. It's light yeah. and fresh and watery and crunchy. It's also yeah. for like scooping some dip. Okay. There were a couple of celery folks like yourself, yeah. but then someone said broccoli. And so I had to respond and say, really <laughs> like raw broccoli and she said yeah does that make me a weirdo and i said totally <laughs> yeah yeah yep. anyway that's that's it just needed to touch base on on a couple of things from the from the last couple of episodes but now what are we talking about today well okay first i just have a little i just have a little fun fact here i love it this, i, love fun I just i uh, stole this from someone else um, on their Instagram and it was the, they were asked for this what it says it says have you ever sat at a desk to do work that took serious concentration and then found yourself exhausted and hungry at the end this is because the brain was working hard and burning up glucose and then the fun fact is that your brain weighs two percent of your body's weight but takes up 20 percent of, of your energy I knew I that 
course she did. Look at it. And you should, have you, she's like um, one of those Cheshire cats right now. I know feeling, that. I'm feeling pretty <laughs> proud of myself for knowing that. <laughs> for knowing that statistic. <laughs> yes, I did not know that statistic. Yeah. yeah. So I have heard that statistic that your brain takes up two percent of your body but uses twenty percent of your body's energy. But I'm not sure as I necessarily connected the like if you're concentrating and thinking and focusing that that is necessarily using more energy. Mm -hmm. Although, of course, of course it is. I just I I guess I just assumed like your brain is working all the time. And so no wonder it's using all the energy. And so maybe it's a combination of the two. But I wonder if that's where the idea of like of study snacks come from comes from. Yeah. I always thought, so my mom was really big on this study snack idea. Like whenever we had exams, she was always about the, you know, you need to have the study snacks so that you can do the studying. But like, I didn't, I never in my life thought she thought we needed energy to do the studying. I think she just thought we needed distraction or like something enjoyable to keep us motivated doing something less enjoyable. You know, like right. it was a it was a motivation yeah. technique, you know? Be- because because let's what what type of snacks are study snacks? I mean <laughs> number one study snack in my house was red licorice. I love me a red licorice. Oh, especially like a nib, a super nib. Yes. Oh, I'm craving licorice. You know what's great about red licorice as a study snack is that it's because it doesn't leave residue on your fingers. Okay. So okay. a bad study snack would be like a potato Cheezies. chip. Or, or cheesy. Yeah, because you can't yeah. eat that and still use your hands, right? So, but something like red licorice, I mean, it does the trick. <laughs> and it's high in sugar. So, I mean, lots of glucose for that brain to work. Lots of maybe, glucose. Maybe, maybe that's why I typically did well on exams. It was all, maybe. It was all the red licorice. <laughs> Can you find a fact that proves that? No. no. Well, you know, you know how I can? If you post that on your Instagram and then I will just take a photocopy of it or just like a snapshot of it and, you'll and just, then it's a fact. You'll just send it out to people and say, look. Exactly. <laughs> okay, let's talk about, okay, you know, shocker to everyone. We listened to a book this week. <laughs> yes, it will be a surprise to everyone listening. <laughs> but it was only three hours. It was a really short listen on an audiobook, mm-hmm. And I almost like... When I first started it, I almost thought, eh, I was like, eh, I don't think this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Which, after listening to the whole thing, I still kind of feel like that. Right. But I also found it really, really interesting. And there were lots of quotes from different people. Like, uh, or she requoted people mm-hmm. or referenced people. And so some of the things that she said were things that I'd already heard, but I, I, I do need to hear them again sometimes mm-hmm. to be reminded that I have heard them before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the name of the book was Art. No. The Art of Doing Nothing? It's The Lost Art of Doing Nothing. The Lost Art of Doing Nothing. Yeah. And it's by Marcia Willems and Lona Alders. The Lost Art of Doing Nothing, but then underneath, what did it say underneath? Yeah, it has a, it has a subtitle. 
Hang on, I'll tell you. It's the lost art of doing nothing. How the Dutch unwind with Nixon. No one referred this to me. It didn't just mysteriously show up into my, you know, my app like it does, like books just show up in yours. I was needing a book and I think I was just scrolling. Okay. And I was like, and then I saw it said Dutch. And so ding, 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 you're Dutch. Hmm. And I asked you, have you heard this term before? Okay, you said, so you asked me at the end of the last episode if I'd heard this term yes! before. And I said no. That's right, it was your job to find out. I said yeah. no, and I said I would ask my mom. But then I started reading the book, but okay. like before I spoke to my mom. And so I started mm-hmm. reading the book, and and then they said the word a couple of times in the book, and I like had this epiphany that I was like, oh, I do know this word, but I'd, I've never in my life heard the word Nixon, but I do know the word Nix because Nix means like nothing, none. And so uh, yeah. my, my grandmother used to say it all the time, like, because, you know, something would happen and then, well, yeah. what happened? Nix, like nothing happened, yeah. you know, or yeah. like, you know, someone was supposed to do something and then she yes. would use that word to talk about like what was in their head, you know, that they yes. were, that they were brainless, you know? So, yeah. so that word I know means nothing. Oh, okay. And so then I was like, yes. oh, Nixon. Yeah, I got it. Nothing. <laughs> but, but I, so when I did speak to my mom, I said, so mom, I just finished reading this book and I told her what it was and I told her and and then I said Nixon and she like laughed and I said, is that a word that you would like have used? And she was like, not really, but, but I mean, maybe it's something like that is more of this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder Mm -hmm. if things that are more prevalent like anything like mindset or yeah like those types of things are more you know of this time and not you know of 20 30 40 50 years ago right so mm-hmm. so i wonder but she knew but she knew the word and she knew what it meant okay <laughs> fun it was fun it was fun yeah all right so let's okay let's so let's talk a little bit about the book okay but you have to talk about the book because I, you know, I never remember anything. I have notes, so. <laughs> okay. So also, I mean, Cheshire Cat. <laughs> I think I think you did a fairly good job of sort of giving an overview already. That 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 is pretty much what it is. This book is about the idea of doing nothing and the importance of that and so but it was really like in little snippets right like there was yeah. a little piece about naps and there was a little yes. piece about um you know relaxation there was a little piece about stress there was like there were all these little pieces that when you kind of put them all together the point of the book was really we live in a world where we elevate the idea of being busy and having a full schedule and not having enough time for anything. And we really champion people who have busy schedules and we really shouldn't that we would be much better off 
as far as our physical health is concerned, as far as emotional health is concerned, as far as our societal health is concerned, if everyone mm-hmm. just took a little bit of time to do nothing. Like, in general, that's what it is. Yeah. The sleep thing. So, I like that she called those horizontal life pauses. I thought that was so cute and adorable. I was like, a horizontal <laughs> life pause. That's amazing. Like, like, I love that. It made me think of my dad who would always just say like, oh, I'm not sleeping. I'm just resting my eyes. You know, yes. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not having a nap. I'm just having a horizontal life pause. You know, like I, I think that's great. <laughs> I like it. Oh. I might adopt that. Yeah. Yeah. And that the... Fifth, they say what fifteen minute nap is equivalent to like two and a half hours of sleep, and and then talked about different societies that um, encourage that. I know here they don't do it, but but lunches are often longer, mm-hmm. right? So the lunch lunch here is like one to three, but you have places like Mexico where it was the same thing, but you would eat your big meal and then have a little bit of a rest. And then you go back into work mm-hmm. until like 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if the horizontal life pause that they take in that was is really to rejuvenate themselves or more that they're so tired after having a heavy meal that they need to have that nap Mm -hmm, and then have a light (laughs) meal later on day, you know? Yeah. But, but then that NASA has, they, they've done studies and that they know that the, the best amount of time. Yeah. Like the the optimal amount of sleep for a nap is 26 minutes. Correct. I, that part, that was maybe my favorite part in the whole book. I was like, this yeah. is fascinating. Like, first of all, that you've compiled this information, but then second of all, this is what you've determined, like 26 minutes. Yeah. Like, but you know what I really appreciated about this part? Because I know that I have said this to you, but also on the podcast that I really dislike a nap because mm-hmm. I feel so unwell getting up out of a nap like I I feel I often feel nauseous I feel super groggy I like I I usually feel worse and more tired trying to wake up out of my nap than I do like or than I did before I went down for the nap in the first place but I think that's the problem is that I'm not for too long yes and so I'm I'm crossing the line from nap into sleep and yeah. then I'm trying to wake myself up in the middle of sleep, right? Yes. And so yeah. what I what I really need to do is set a timer for set a timer for minutes. 26 minutes. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, okay, I could do that. <laughs> do you, do you have? Is there a limit on the number of timers that you can have in your set in your phone at one time? I, I just wonder I if you get close to exceeding it. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I have a lot of alarms in my phone and I just yeah. keep making them. So. Okay. Okay. All right. It works for me. It works. <laughs> <laughs> and my students are used to it too. Like the, there's an alarm that goes at one time to remind me to put in the attendance. Another alarm goes cause it's their, it's their time to use the bathroom. Another alarm goes like, I mean, you know, Every time yeah. the it's it's like it's like a a school bell I guess yeah yeah <laughs> except it's my own oh. personal one <laughs> yeah. so I I guess to so the the whole napping thing with the, with 
in relation to Nixon was that that allows you to do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Like your mind is doing nothing mm-hmm. when you're having those power naps and gives you the, yeah, the, the boost that you need to carry on. Mm-hmm. Um, and talk, she, they, they mentioned, um, uh, Ariana Huffington because yes. the Huffington post has nap rooms and she, they, she really encourages encourages that which we've talked before yeah um then it was they talked about nixon with family and so think about not necessarily doing nothing with family but when you insert yourself in into doing or accompanying a family member with one of their tasks that that actually frees you from thinking about all of the things that you need to do. So that is a form of Nixon too. So mm-hmm. when they say necessarily that, you know, it's the, the lost art of doing nothing, it doesn't actually mean absolutely nothing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? It could mean emptying your mind of all of those things that you're thinking that you need to do too. Yeah, that's interesting. And then Nixon with friends is they say you can only really practice Nixon with a good friend because you are both okay with the silence. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if you think about, you know, people that you spend time with, do you feel that those people are also comfortable with silence? The people that I spend time with. Like, yeah, people, like yeah, friends I that you so. spend time with. Yeah, yeah. I think like so. People that I you mean, consider to be good friends. I think so. I th- But I think that's because I don't have very many good friends. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so the are, we, people, are we bringing that up again? And so, <laughs> and so the people Tim, who are, Tim, are we bringing that up again? <laughs> <laughs> so the people who are good friends. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think we're at a, at a point in our relationship and in our own like individual beings as well, that we're perfectly content with silence. Like we're perfectly content to be together doing nothing. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it, that's, that's an awkward, it's, it's tough to get to that mm-hmm. um, point, with, right? You, because you need to spend enough time with them to mm-hmm. feel that because, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise it feels awkward. Yeah, well, because otherwise, like, I mean, I'm sure you've had it. I know I've had situations where I am with someone and it's, there's like a, like, there's a lull in conversation and my yeah. head is always going like, okay they're bored they're not interested they like what like what's the next thing I could say well they weren't really interested in this topic could I talk about like I'm constantly sort of doing this and like that's not Nixon no that's not (laughs) Nixon that is the complete opposite of Nixon yeah 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 but I, I and it was in this bit in the book where I had messaged you and said I think Tim should listen to the book because they actually said it's better to deepen existing friendships than to worry about the number of friends that you have, you know? So it's like anything. I mean, we already, we kind of heard the opposite when in that podcast that we had listened to. Yeah. It's like anything. I mean, if you Google the answer that you want, you're going to get the answer that you of want, course, right? Of Look course. for it. So, but, uh, but I immediately thought about him. Um, <laughs> when uh, when when she was when she was talking about that <laughs> so the thing that i found a little strange about the book mm-hmm. was that i feel like 
I don't know. It was, it was hard for me initially to get into it because I didn't really understand what they were talking about because it was like the beginning of the book was like, they, they paint this idea as the art of doing nothing. Right. And they're talking about Nixon and what Nixon is and it's doing nothing. And I'm like, okay, but then it's like, these are all the things that it's not, it's not like, uh. you know, um, sitting quietly it's not meditating it's not watching television it's not like it's not all these things and so at one point I was like okay I don't get this book like yeah like like, what is it then (laughs) yeah like you're telling me to do nothing but then you're telling me like all these things that sound like doing nothing are not it and I was like what is happening but then in the lat like in the second half of the book or maybe even the the latter two thirds of the book they do like what you said is they have a chapter where it's like Nixon with friends Nixon with family like and it and then it made a little more sense to me that I'm like oh because what like you've already said really eloquently Sandy is what it really is about is busying yourself with something that will allow you to be not caught up in thought Mm -hmm. and released from the the regular stress of your life yes you know so Mm-hmm. Being able to sit in silence with with someone, you know, that that uh, that you care for is is one example. Or like you said, like spending time helping someone else do something like or do it, um, a hobby that they really like or, you know, yeah. like, you know, the, the, those kinds of things are or, you know, having a nap. But like watching television, not it. Not not Nixon. Yeah. 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 Even mm-hmm. though we like. I often think of watching television as like something you do to unwind. Like it's something, but depending but, on what you're watching, not unwinding. it's That's not unwinding. No, no, no. Cause you're, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, you're, you're really, a, it's, you're sending your focus elsewhere. So maybe what it is, it's, it's, it's a distraction as yeah. opposed to actually doing nothing because I mean, it's hard to do nothing if you're sleeping. I mean, and, and if you, as long as you're not, you know, remembering a dream, I guess it's mm-hmm. nothing. But, mm-hmm. but it is something because you're sleeping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that was the part of the book that I was like, I'm not sure I'm smart enough to understand this. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was, there's one thing that they, that they did a comparison on two people in the book, oh. and I was kind of put off by it because I. Well, I didn't like it. I didn't think it was fair. And I didn't feel it was necessary to be to put in there. Okay. I don't remember. Talking about Kate Middleton and Margaret oh. or Meghan Markle. I also thought that was very strange and, and like borderline inappropriate. Yeah. So basically what they said was that both Kate and Meghan have had some bad tabloid press. Mm-hmm. And been made to look a certain way, you know, in, in the tabloids or whatever. And that Kate has stuck through it, basically stuck through it and accepted and like gracefully gone into her, grown into her role. And that Megan basically just said, I'm not doing this and like took the easy way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the point that they were making and they were using it as an analogy to something. But I think I was so like weirded yeah. out by the 
comparison in the first place that I'm not even really sure what the analogy was. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was I, weird. I did not like that. No. I, I really didn't like that at all. No. The, so they were, she, they were talking about burnout. Yeah. And bore out. And oh yes. my God. I, okay. so after the 26 book. minute nap, this yeah. was the best part of the book. That is my problem. The bore out is for, you know, those of us that don't have enough things to do. And so we just are like bored, but it doesn't mean that we're doing nothing because mm-hmm. it kind of gives you more time to think about all of these mm-hmm. crazy things. Mm-hmm. That I was like, I am suffering from bore out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because burnout <sighs> is when your schedule is so jam packed that you don't have enough time to breathe. Right. And, and yes. eventually you become burned out because you just, your body just can't physically handle that amount of constant pressure and stress of doing things and having to get things done and being places and all of that right yeah whereas bore out is it feels the same but it's like you said it's because there isn't stuff to fill your schedule and so then what i think what ends up happening is you end up filling it filling that time with I don't want to say like trivial things or silly things like you, you fill the time with like scrolling through, scrolling through social feeds and like things like that. Mm -hmm. And so you have filled your time, but it hasn't brought stimulating. No, it hasn't. It hasn't made you actually think it hasn't uh, made you um, interested it hasn't gotten you active it had like it hasn't yeah. done anything and so you yeah. just feel exhausted and wiped out and and stressed out and you haven't done anything yes yeah like I think most people know how that feels mm-hmm. maybe not to the extent that you are experiencing it where it's day in and day out like this but you know even to have an afternoon where you realize like uh, you know, or a day like where you're waiting at appointments or, you know, like yes. where you realize an yeah. entire day has gone by, you've literally done nothing, but, uh, yeah. you know, mundane or like forgettable tasks and mm-hmm. you've accomplished nothing. And yet you are wiped out. Exactly. Because yeah. that kind of activity is exhausting. Yeah. Oh, I was like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the first time they, so they mention it like just in passing at one point. And I remember like my ears were perked. I was like, Ooh, bore out. That's interesting. Like, but then they talked about other stuff and I was like, but I want to hear about the bore out. What happened? But they do go back to it. There's a whole section about it. So totally. Yeah. Yeah. And when they talk about that, they actually talk about organizations where like large companies where there are um, multi-levels of different types of employees and the BS jobs, as she calls them. Yeah. Like one is, you know, she's like a, a, 
PA, a personal assistant, like a PA to a VIP, you know, so often that person ends up doing things that are not really stimulating to them. It's like booking appointments, family vacations for their boss. Like it's mm. busy work, but it's not the type of work that you can, you know, be creative and use your mind and mm -hmm. stimulates you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the duct tapers. So those people that are there to, you know, they, they do temporary fixes on things. So they're kind of moving from one thing to another, the box ticker. And to me, you know, I think about different times in, you know, in my working life where box tickers were often women getting filled into spots. Yeah. And, and then the task master tasked task master is the uh, the supervisor or the the boss that it doesn't really understand what is this what is my role exactly you know mm -hmm. they don't have a clear definition which probably means that they're just not a good manager anyway mm -hmm. <laughs> because they would understand what the bigger picture was <laughs> um, but but yeah so I found that really interesting only because of Phil working for a large organization yeah and that these things these people, like there's lots of people in those types of roles, you know? And so when you think about it, you have all those people doing things that don't really, they're not motivated necessarily to do, you mm -hmm. know? It's, uh, I mean, it could be a lot of people. It could be a lot of people, you know, doing busy work yeah, uh, that they're not stimulated by. And I mean, we, we do know that because otherwise people would be, you know, you'd have a higher degree of people being... Uh, happy with with their employer and, and absolutely absolutely doing. yeah job satisfaction rates would yeah. be very very different than they are yeah yeah there was a bit about uh frictionless society and so we're you know it's we're it's very easy now just to order things online to pay things a lot of things that we can do without actually interacting with another human being and yeah. when you don't interact with people, then you don't have friction, meaning any type of actual exchange. Um, and I loved that, that there was this like little quote in there. It's like friction is necessary to achieve the shine. I really liked that because it's super yeah. true, right? That to, to see something change or, you know, I don't know better that you often do need to have that friction of two or more opinions or mm -hmm. exchanges so yeah 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 you do think about how easy it is especially now just to order whatever you know and get whatever and pay and you don't actually see a live person at all even at mm -hmm. even at a self-checkout mm -hmm. you know uh, but I wouldn't consider that frictionless because I I often have issues <laughs> with the. <laughs> These are often friction filled situations. <laughs> <laughs> Can I yeah. tell you a, a quick story about friction filled yep. situations at a grocery store? So my sister calls me yesterday at a time when she wouldn't normally phone. And so I thought it was kind of weird. So I picked up the phone and I and so I was like, hey, is everything OK? And she was like, I just had the worst experience at the superstore ever. <laughs> and I was oh, like, 
Oh, Ooh. I said, okay. She's like, so she's like, here's the plan. Anyway, she was planning like the next couple of days. She's doing a whole bunch of batch cooking and blah, blah, blah. And so she's like, so she's like, you know, my cart is full. And I was like, I can imagine that she has purchased the entire grocery store in her, in her, in her shopping cart. And so she's like, so she's like, of course I go to an actual checkout. Like she's like, because I have so many groceries, I'm not about to do a self checkout. Perfect. So she's like, I go to the the main checkout and the girl working at the, at the desk or at the checkout counter says, are you price matching? And she was like, no, I'm just shopping. And she was like, oh, fine. And so my sister was like, I don't really know what that was all about. Like, <laughs> maybe she, th- like, didn't think she was actually going to have to, like, check me out. Like, I don't know why she asked that question or what it meant. She's like, but anyway. So she's like, she was already irritated with me from the get-go. And I'm like, okay. She's like, and so then she starts scanning my food. She's like, and I can describe it no differently than to say that she was throwing my food, like, down the, uh. down the aisle. And and she's like, but then she's like, there's not that much space. Like, when you scan the yeah. food and then you put it into, like, Mm-hmm. like across where the little pickup section is I guess she's like there's not that much room and so that spot was like getting filled but she's like but I was still unloading things from the cart and so the woman stops stopped scanning food and my sister likes like so the conveyor belt stopped moving so the conveyor belt is full the little pickup place for the food that's already been scanned is full the cart still has food in it and my sister's standing there and the woman's like you need to push your cart over here and my sister's like but i still have food in the cart and so she's like you she's like you need you need to move the cart and so my sister's like well you'll have to wait for me to finish unloading And then she's like, and then I'll move the cart. So she finished unloading everything onto the conveyor belt. And the woman just stood there and waited. And then then she pushes the cart over. And so then she, I guess the woman said, here are some bags. And so my sister starts bagging the groceries. The woman continued to just wait. And And so by this time, my sister said, I'm getting annoyed at this point. She's like, and so I said, it would go faster if you helped bag. And the woman said, we don't get paid enough. <gasps> okay. And so my sister said, no one gets paid enough. <laughs> oh. I was just killing myself laughing. Like, because what do you do? But like, whoa, brutal. Anyway, brutal. that's that's what you were talking about. Shopping and frictionless. And then you were talking about like the the you know, how easy it is for us to have these, you know, to do yeah. things in our world without interacting with people. And I immediately thought about how much I love the self checkout, even though I know that's a controversial opinion. And then of course I was thinking about this my poor sister with this woman. Oh dear. Well I but I, I 
what where was the shine? I'm waiting just to know what the shine was there. There there was no shine. There was no shine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean a funny story. Is that a shine? We all, we all oh. got a chuckle out of it. <laughs> yes. It's true, we did. We did. Oh. Crazy. <laughs> That's all. That was kind of a you know, kind of an aside, very much an aside, but a story worth telling, I think. For sure. For sure. Oh my but, goodness. Okay, so let's just let's just wrap up this idea of the art of this you know, discussion on the art of doing nothing. So if there's one thing that you could take from the book, as far as like, this was like, this was important for me to hear, or this is something I could do that would be helpful to me. Like, what mm-hmm. would that thing be? Hmm. I actually don't know. I, I, the bore out, I think, was now that I've got a name for it. So now, yeah. so that, so that was helpful for me. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes being able to name something it just allows you to identify that it's a thing. Yeah. You know. Mm. Yeah, and that someone feel- else, somebody else, already recognizes that it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. It makes it feel a little less, uh, like. ethereal like it's a little less something in the universe and it actually is something that exists yeah like honestly I think that the you know where the shine is Henny the Mm. shine is somewhere between my um like lack of uh, enough to do and your massive list of way too much to do I think that's the shine yeah yeah if we could figure out a way to give you a few more things to do and me a yes. few less, yes, we would both have, we would yeah. both be at the at the perfect spot. I think we would. We would. I yeah, would like that. That's where the. Sh- that's I the would shine. like that. I would like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, think, I think for me, the 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 biggest aha moment was about the napping that I was like. Mm. This is the problem with the napping. This is why this is why I don't feel good yeah. after nap because I'm not doing it properly. Yeah. I I and here's so I that is one thing like sometimes I do like today I actually had a little bit of a nap because I had a headache. So I wanted to take something and then just have a wee nap, but I actually do set timers now. Okay. Because I until you just talking about that, I've had that same thing where it's been too long and then I'm really groggy and I really don't want to get up and I just yeah. keep procrastinating it till the point that I have to get up. Yeah. But then I'm already, but then I'm miserable. That's you know, it. It just, just doesn't feel good. Well, you know what though? Think about, you know, we've all been around kids that either need a nap or are just getting up and it's probably exactly the same thing. They have not hit the sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah, it's either been too long or not long enough. Yeah, or too and if late. It's, and if it's a, yeah, and if it's a true nap, it's probably been too long. Yeah. Right. If it's a sleep, that's yeah. a whole other, a whole other thing, a whole other thing. And and the last they quoted Dolly. I know there were they had a they had a bunch of really good quotes in the book. They did because they talked about Brene also. Yeah. But Dolly, it's like, don't spend so much time making money that you don't make a life. I just Come love on. Dolly Parton. She's like, the woman is brilliant. She really she is. is. 
just so darn cute too. Yes. Uh, she's, I mean, she is full of little tidbits of wisdom. Mm-hmm. I love me some Dolly. Me too. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to listen to some Dolly later tonight. Mm. <laughs> Sandy's like, I don't like her that much. <laughs> no, I do. I do like her. I do like her a lot. Oh, she's so sweet. So much so that, that did, did Steph not send you the Dolly thing today? He did. It yeah. was very funny. <laughs> Steph sent us this little clip of Dolly being interviewed on the Tonight Show by Jimmy Fallon. And she's yeah. like telling this story about being scammed by this old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then like, but then she continues the story and it sounds so outlandish. And finally he's like, really? She, and then, but of course, then there's a punchline and like that, that, yeah. That part of the story is not true. But then a part of you is like, is any of the story true? Exactly. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's, she's a funny, she's a funny lady. She's very humorous, very, yeah. um, very kind and gentle, very yeah. interested in making the world a better place. Like she's, she is. No, she's <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I, Obviously, I'm sure she's got her downs, her down days or whatever, but I think she takes everything in stride and that she just sees the good in everything, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, yeah. there's always a, 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 some sort of a lesson that she takes out of any, any experience. So yeah. I do like her. Yeah. And, and definitely a silver lining in every cloud. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, well, honey. Oh, one last thing, Henny. Oh, okay. Are you doing? Are you? Are you doing the Wordle? Oh my goodness, Sandy. Yes, Henny. I so Phil and Graham were doing it. Okay. And then Phil kept saying, oh, "You like it? You like it? I know you like it. I know you like it." Okay. This is like two episodes ago. We were talking about people telling you you should, whatever. <laughs> Don't tell me what I'm gonna like, whatever. Yeah, so then yeah. I'm like, okay. So I look at it. I'm like, okay. Can I even think of one five-letter word? My brain is empty. That's how my sister-in-law is. She's like, how do you come up with these five-letter words? She's like, I don't even know any five-letter words. <laughs> and so, I tr- like, the first time, and I, I was like, I hate this. So, I left it. Well, about five days ago, I picked it up again. And I, I have to tell you that almost every day, I get it on the third try. You are amazing. And then I get a little message that says impressive. I know. So I I love, said, that's my favorite part when, it's, when it tells you that you're impressive. And I said that to Phil the other day. He goes, well, why don't you tell me the word? I go, impressive is not a five-letter word. <laughs> I just said, it, said I was impressive. <laughs> but now we have a little group chat. And so every morning we're like, posting it to each other to okay, see who's so, got it. Okay, so Sammy, I've been doing... I've been playing, I think, for two weeks. Okay. And I think I'm, I think I, I think I've played 13 times. So almost two weeks. And I think I got it in three tries, six times, and in four tries, seven times. Oh, so like I'm in a, like I'm in a pretty good situation here. I feel pretty good about it. I absolutely love it. I love, I like games. I love words. Yeah. So, like, this is right up my alley. Like, I absolutely love it. 
And so my colleague and I, she also loves it. And so every morning we send our result to each other. Uh, and so then yeah. my sister-in-law, who also really likes like games and, and word games and puzzles, I said to her, like, you have to play this game. You'll love it. She also, so she and I will send it back and forth. And so just today, actually, I think I, I said to Tim, like, so I'm playing this game. Do you know it? And he was like, yeah, I know it here. And he sent me his response. Too. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but and so I almost sent it to you this morning. Yeah. Like, I promise you, I almost sent it to you this morning. And then I thought, I don't know if Sandy will like this game. And so I didn't, but I was going to ask you about it. And so, he, okay, well. I, I've been waiting. I I didn't want to message you about it. I was waiting till we were on the podcast to oh goodness, actually Sandy. ask you about it. But yeah, I'm so glad you did because tomorrow morning I'm sending you're gonna send me. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> so if, oh. you, if you aren't playing Wordle, yeah, what and you at all like Wheel of Fortune, yeah, crossword puzzles, like anything like that. I mean. You got to yeah. play. And the best thing yeah. about it is that it's one puzzle per day. Correct. So you, it's not like you can go down a rabbit hole of like an hour and a half and you're still playing these silly games. No, no, no. Like you, you, you get the word and you're done. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, maybe that's what we'll ask people on Instagram is if they're playing Wordle. All right. That sounds good. Perfect. Ooh, we should ask them what their favorite five-letter word is to start. Oh, let's do it. That's kind of fun. That's good. That okay. sounds a lot of fun. All right. All right. Thanks for the chat, Sandy. All are right. You, thanks. Are you, are you about to go and do some Nixon? No, I'm going to go and put my dinner in the oven. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I made cabbage rolls for the very first time today, so I will show you a Ooh. look. Watch my Instagram story later to see how they've turned out. All right, fun. <laughs> All right, well, good All speaking right. to you as always. And uh, see you later. See you later. All right, ciao.